Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Prabhupada. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nite Namine Namaste Sarasvati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvasesha Sunyavadi Paschacharesatarine Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 
Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Swami Shila Prabhupada ki Jayom Vishnu Pada Paramahamsa Parivraja Kachari Ashtotarasata Sisimad Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj Prabhupada ki Ananda Kurti Vaishnava Vrinda ki Namacharya Shila Haridas Thakur ki Prem se kaho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Adaita Gadadar Shivas Arigoda Bhakta Vrinda ki Shishi Radha Krishna Gogopinata Shamakunda Radha Kunda Giri Govardhana ki jai Shri Vrindavan Dhamma ki jai Mayapur Dhamma ki jai Sri Dwarka Puri Dhamma ki jai Sri Ayodhya Puri Dhamma ki jai Sri Jagannath Puri Dhamma ki jai Ganga Mai Jamuna Mai ki jai Talsi Maharani ki jai Bhakti Devi ki jai Samaveta Bhakta Vrinda ki jai Gaur Bhimanandi O glorious the assembled devotees O glory to the assembled devotees. O glory to the assembled devotees. O glory, O glory to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga.
The lotus feet of our spiritual master are the only way in which we can attain the Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Janabalaba Girivaradhari Gopi Janabalaba Kirivadadari Yashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Yashodanandana Brajajanarandana Yamunatira Vannachari Yamunatira Vannachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kundabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kundabi Hari 
जय राधा माधवा कुंद बिहारी जन वल्ला गिरिवर दशोदनंदन ब्रज जनरंदन यशोदानंदन ब्रज जनरंदन यामुनतीरावनचारी यामुनतीरावनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंज ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಜಯ ನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಜಯ ದ್ವೈತ ಚಂದ್ರ ಜಯ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಜಯ ನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಜಯ ದ್ವೈತ ಚಂದ್ರ ಜಯ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಜಯ ನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಜಯ ದ್ವೈತ ಚಂದ್ರ ಜಯ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे थैंक यू हरे कृष्ण गुड मॉर्निंग टू ऑल हाउ आर यू दिस मॉर्निंग यू हैप्पी हैप्पी इन योर स्पिरिचुअल लाइफ If you're not, I can't help you. <laughs> so this is a shorter class than usual, extremely short, because we are in the season of the run-ups to a very special festival, Prabhupada's Disappearance Day. So let us press on.
This is Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, the Adi Lila, which means the beginning pastimes. That is the eleventh chapter, and this is text twenty-five. Surya Dasa Sarakela Tara Bai Krishna Das Surya Dasa Sarakela Tara Bai Krishna Das Surya Dasa Sarakela Or you could do it like this. Surida Sarakel. Surida Sarakel Tarbhai Krishna Das. How about that? Surya Das Sarakel Tarbhai Krishna Das. No, sorry. Nityanande Dridha Vishwas Premera Nivas Nityanande Dridha Vishwas Premera Nivas Is that right? Bonafide speakers of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Slightly different meter. There's a couple of syllables they put in there. It's just a... Nityanande drida vishvas premer nivas Surya dasa sarakel tarabai krishna das Nityananda Drida Vishwas Premer Nivas Surya Das Sarakela Tar Bhai Krishna Das Nityananda Drida Vishwas Premer Nivas Now your turn. And the ladies, please. Suryadasa Sarakela of the name Suryadas Sarakela. Tarabai. His brother, Krishna Das, of the name Krishna Das, Nityananda, unto Lord Nityananda, Dridda Vishwas, firm faith, Premer Nivas, the reservoir of all love of Godhead. Translation Surya Das Sarakela and his younger brother, Krishna Das Sarakela, both possessed firm faith in Nityananda Prabhu. They were a reservoir of love of Godhead. Please repeat. Suridas Sarakela and his younger brother, Krishnadas Sarakela, both possessed firm faith in Nityananda Prabhu. They were a reservoir of love of Godhead. Purport. In the Bhakti Ratnakara, chapter 12, 
It is stated that a few miles from Navadweep is a place called Shaligram that was the residence of Suridas Sarakela. He was employed as a secretary of the Mohammedan government of that time, and thus he amassed a good fortune. Suridas had four brothers, all of whom were pure Vaishnavas. Vasuda and Janava were two daughters of Suridas Sarakela. <coughs> Omagyana. Um, why do we remember people? This is the question. Why do we remember people? Normally we remember a person in human society because of what they did. Usually what they did for other people. There's a doctor who has just been awarded, uh, just last week, a prize of two million pounds because he has been researching into the causes of Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's disease is becoming the, you know, it's the new cancer. People are going down with Alzheimer's. You don't hear about it so much because... Children tend not to get Alzheimer's. It's an accumulative disease that comes upon you towards the end of your life. But um, it leads to various forms of dementia. So people are really very concerned. Um, so two million pounds. And it looks as if he's got some, you know, there's five, five different things that he's discovered and one leads to the other, one leads to the other, one leads to the other. As is usual in these complicated diseases, you have to unlock it by discovering the different stages. So he's been given two million. And it's likely that his name will, if he is proven to be correct, and he comes up with a cure, that's the most important thing, if he comes up with a cure, his name will go down in history. Like Alexander Fleming and Mary Curie and people who've discovered cures for other diseases that we just didn't have. The fact that malaria uh, is probably the biggest killer and people are working on a cure for that or cancer. So these big diseases. Why? Because when people relieve pain and suffering, then their names get hold in, held in high esteem. So... Another person this week, Aung San Suu Kyi. Why do we know her name? Because she's campaigned for democracy in Burma or Myanmar for the past, what is it now? 30 years. So people remember her. Or this little girl, Malala, who got shot in the head for campaigning for education for girls. Why do we remember her? Why will she be remembered? Because she's a person who wanted to make a difference not just for herself, but for the whole of society, for every girl in Pakistan. So we remember, and she's only 18, but she's already got the Nobel Peace Prize. Where do you go next when you've got the Nobel Peace Prize at the age of 18? So in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, if you're wondering where I'm going with this dialogue, <laughs> monologue, are the names of people who made a difference. And because this is, the, this is the Chaitanya Charitamrita, these are the people who made a difference in the life of Chaitanya and in the life of Nityananda. And therefore, because Chaitanya and Nityananda's names 
are remembered permanently within human society and now all over the world for having cured the disease of Bhavaroga. Roga means disease. Bhavaroga means the disease of existence. If someone has an existential disease, that's a far greater disease than just having a physical disease. Physical disease might be cured. But the existential pain that people feel, <coughs> this can only be cured by <coughs> very powerful medicine. Enechi Oshodi Maya Nashi Barulagi Harinama Mahamantra Lautumimagi I've come to give you this medicine. So the person who distributes that medicine is the person who has seen its use, its usefulness. So wherever there is a great <coughs> spiritual leader, there will always be disciples. And the disciples do the hard work. Wherever there is a Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada writing the books, there will always be disciples to distribute the books. Why? Because you, otherwise you'd never get to hear of the author. You know, put Prabhupada's books on a bookshelf in a bookshop and they will still be there 30 years later. In fact, devotees have found them. <laughs> 20, 30 years later, they found them st still there on the bookshelf, quite high up. <laughs> and they're not selling. Put something about, you know, ordinary mundane affairs, eating, sleeping, particularly mating, and fighting, and they will fly off the shelf very quickly. But something about love of God, a book about love of God won't sell to a person unless they want love of God. And how many people in this world actually want love of God? How many people actually think that they have an existential disease that can only be cured by loving God? Not many. I think you'll find not many at all. Even those of us who are sitting in this room, we didn't really want love of God. We wanted to get rid of some problem we were going through or we wanted our questions answered. We, want to, we had some curiosity about Eastern spirituality, something like that. But we never thought it would result in, I am trying to become a lover of God. Huh? Is it, Minikaden? Huh? Your name is in this book. Either just past or just coming. Minikaden Ram. Oh, but you're Minikaden Ram Das. We are given the names of very famous Vaishnavas. So all over the world, if you've done something to change the life of people around you and you've helped them, then your name goes down in history. That's why the next big festival that's coming up is called Christ Mass. Christ Mass. Because we're remembering, uh, those of you who grown up in Hindu families, there was this person in the Middle East called Christ. It's not just all about you know, sweets and lights and trees. <laughs> this week, for the first time ever, the American government sent out an official statement describing Christmas trees as holiday trees. Well, we are finally getting rid of Christ. As soon as we get rid of Christ, then we can have a good Christmas. Well, as soon as we get rid of all this religious stuff, then we can get on and have a good festival. It's funny, in England, <clears throat> for those of you who are from different countries, every festival means alcohol. Christmas, drink. Birthday, drink. Anniversary, drink. Uh, wedding anniversary, drink. Opening a, uh, you know, set, setting sail on a new ship, the queen comes and smashes a bottle of alcohol on the side. Everything, alcohol. 
You can't have fun without alcohol, they say. So everything, the alcohol becomes the main fun, and the Christ or the Buddha or the Easter, you know, the fact that Christ died for the sins of the world, that fact goes away. It is only the devotees of Krishna, actually, ultimately, who will remember Christ for who he actually was. And people will be coming to this movement to say, who is this person called? Because now, having taken religion out of schools, did you know that 27%, 27% of 9- and 10-year-olds in this country don't actually know any story from the Bible? That's almost a third of the, the, young, the population of youngsters in this country don't know any story from the Bible. If you see, if you see. <laughs> There was a Monty Python film called The, Li- the Life of Brian. Any, any rascals have seen it? It was all about the life of someone who was born in the next door house to Christ. <laughs> anyway. And they said, at the time the film caused a storm of controversy because at least people knew Bible stories. He said, now the film wouldn't cause a controversy because most people do not know Bible stories. Hmm? They don't know who Moses was. I give that ex- I give that expression sometimes because sometimes I, you know, occasionally I I do weddings and as a Christian a group of Christians and I have to say this is not the fire of hell when I'm lighting the fire sacrifice, it's not the fire of hell. This is the fire from the burning bush. This is a sacred fire. And sometimes people in the audience are just, what burning bush? <laughs> the story. Everybody know the story of the burning bush? Yeah. No, you don't know the story of the burning bush. How God spoke through the tongues of fire. Anyway, so we remember people for what they have done. And in our community, we remember uh, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, but we also remember his disciples. Oh, do you remember Jamuna and Gurudas and Shamsundar and Malati? And they, they all came and they started our movement in this country. So we remember teams of people. We remember disciples and we also remember the names of people who did something for the first time, who brought Krishna for the first time, or who wrote something, or who helped develop something for the first time. And in our community, we bring it down even smaller, there are certain names where each member of the family has done something. Okay? Like Jai Krishna's family. Right? We remember Jai Krishna's family. Or they will in the future. And do you know that he put on plays for 30 years to glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead? Do you know hundreds of thousands of people came to know something more about Krishna because of the plays that he put on? Isn't that amazing? And did you know that his sister was a devotee and his brothers were devotees and his mother was a devotee? Did you know that? Wow, let's write about that. And it goes down in the book of, you know, the book of remembrance. Or the Sudabhava family. Hey. Which other families? So many families. The Patel family. <laughs> okay. Okay. I won't go any further. Uh, but um, <clears throat> so the person under inspection today is a member of the very famous family called the Goshal family. Goshal family. Their surname wasn't Sarakela. Sarakela is a title. They were members of the Goshal family. Let me just tell you how many of them were devotees and why they're still famous. So famous that they're put into the, uh, they're put into the, um, the annals 
of the very scripture that we read. Isn't that amazing? So um, there was a family. There was a family known as the uh, mm, the Goshal family, and uh, the father's name was uh, Kamsari Mishra, and the mother's name was Kamala Devi, and they had six sons. Six sons. Listen to the name of the sons, uh, because they were all dedicated to the Lord. First son, the eldest son, was called Damodar. Second son was Jagannath. The third son was Suryadas. The fourth son was Gauri. And the fifth son was Krishnadas. This is very significant, this family. So significant. <clears throat> because the chances are that someone very close to you is a disciple of 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 the follower of one of these families, of one of these family members. How so? Well, because um, Suryadas Sarakela, of course, he, being the elder brother, he lived in the place known as Shalagram. And his younger brother uh, wanted to move house at a particular point. So the younger brother, Gori, who was later known as Goridas Pandit, he moved to a place called uh, Ambika Kalna. Has anyone ever been to Ambika Kalna? Beautiful place. If you ever get a chance, don't just go to Mayapur. But if you go to, if you're going to take a trip, when you go to Mayapur, go out somewhere. You go to Ambika Kalna. Not much has changed since the 1500s. If you go there, not a few things, but <laughs> but um, there was a, a sixth son known as Nushinga Chaitanya. Nushinga Chaitanya. Uh, so Goridas had a, uh, a wife. Goridas Pandit had a wife. Well, let's start with Suryadas Sarakela. He had a wife. And um, he had two daughters. What were the names of his daughters? Vasuda and Janava. Vasuda and Janava. And they were all devoted to Lord Nityananda. So you can imagine the father's joy when Nityananda Prabhu married his two daughters, Vasuda and Janava. And you can still go to the very same place where the marriage took place. Lord Nityananda came, there was a great festival. And it's almost like the people in that small place, they remember the wedding. They can tell you, yes, the wedding was over there, right there under that tree. You can go under that tree and, you know, remember it. But the, the, the people of that place, oh, I'm the, the daughter of the son 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 of... And they can tell you that their great, 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 great grandfather was at the wedding of Nityananda Prabhu. Uh, well, uh, let's speak about Goridas because Goridas was the younger brother and Suryadas Sarakela comes into the story again. So he moved to Ambika Kalna. His wife was Bhimala Devi. And they had two sons and a daughter. Uh, one was Balaram, Raghunath, and the daughter was uh, Anapurna Devi. Now the disciple of Goridas Pandit was also a very um, powerful devotee. The story about Goridas Pandit is that he could take Krishna Prema and he could give it to anyone who sat in front of him. In other words, just if you came away from association with him, you would have Krishna Prema. You wouldn't have to go through the very long uh, a series of disciplines that you're going, you just come away with Krishna Prema. How about that? 
So this is a very, very powerful preacher. So we remember Goridas Pandit. And his disciple was Hridai uh, Chaitanya. Hridai Chaitanya, of course, um, he, uh, well, he had one disciple called Duki Krishnadas. Duki Krishnadas went to Vrindavan under the orders of his spiritual master. And Duki Krishnadas was cleaning the floor of the grove. He was cleaning the sand. This was part of the meditation of the devotees of the day. That there was various clearings in the forest, and they would, you know, he would clean the clearing. And this clearing is just over the road from the place that became, uh, well, it's just over the road from the place where Krishna braided uh, Radharani's hair. Uh, this was a favorite place of Lord Nityananda when he went to Vrindavan. So just what's now over the road from there. There was a clearing. Anyway, he found a piece of, found a piece of jewelry and two girls came and said, that belongs to our mistress. And he could see that they were not ordinary girls. They weren't just local village girls, the way they were dressed and the, the fact that their face was shining. He said, well, I'm afraid that you'll have to take me to your mistress. And at the same time, he was deep in meditation, so... They said, all right, we'll take you to our mistress. And of course, um, the mistress was a very... Um, uh, 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 it's another story. But he received a mark on his forehead by the jewel being pressed in his forehead. And then his father, Hridai Chaitanya, he came and because he had heard that his disciple was now wearing another form of tilak. And... Um, you know, the guru gives you the tilak. If you change the color of the tilak, then you rebelled against your guru. If you change the shape of the tilak, you've rebelled against your guru. So the guru has every right to say, do you still want to be my disciple? I heard that you've changed the color of your tilak. You're wearing the tilak of another philosophical school. And But Ridai Chaitanya, he became a little annoyed, so he tried to rub the tilak off. And it was a red mark. Try to rub it off, rub it off, wash it off, rub it off. It couldn't be removed. So in the beginning, he didn't tell the story about the piece of jewelry being pressed there, but then he had to, and he had to. So this disciple became known as Shamananda. Now, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami all want us to understand the following facts. Firstly, Suridas Sarakelar, uh, the first thing we should know is that he had firm faith in Nityananda Prabhu. Second, they were a reservoir of love of God. The first comes first and the second comes second. You don't get love of God without firm faith in Nityananda Prabhu. That's the way it works. No faith in Nityananda Prabhu, no love of God. Okay. No firm faith in one great devotee of the Lord at least, no love of God. So, Bhakti Sananda Saraswati in his purports, he gives the following description. And because he thought it was important, I'm telling you that it's important. Okay? So, Anapurna, the daughter of uh, Goridas, she gave birth to a son called Gopiraman. And Gopiraman was initiated by Hridai Chaitanya. But from there, the disciplic line becomes a biological line. And those are the people who are looking after the uh, Ambikakalna at the moment. So, um, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he doesn't hold that as being as important as the uh, line of disciples. 
the tradition was that there was a, a vamsa, which was your son's son, and your son's son's son, etc. They would all initiate down through the family line, as in the Radharaman temple, Gopalbata, etc. He started that. And there was a, a spiritual line, your disciple, his disciple, his disciple, his disciple. Uh, we tend to follow that line, because Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati said that is less likely to result in corruption. Um, so anyway, if you go to this place, um, we will finish very soon, I think, in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, Lord Chaitanya came from Shantipur. He came over the river in a boat to Ambika Kalna to see Goridas, knowing full well that Goridas was dearly beloved of Nityananda. And he brought with him, for some reason, we don't know, he brought with him the paddle from the boat. And he said, Goridas, and they met under a tamarind tree. That tamarind tree is still there. You can go and sit under the same tamarind tree that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat under with Goridas to have that conversation. He said, use this paddle, like an oar, a very short oar, about that long. He said, use this to take all the fallen living entities across the river of material suffering. And then he embraced him. Even today, you can go there and you will uh, see that paddle. They will show it to you. It's, the wood is like, you know, really black now. They keep it covered up. Lord Chaitanya in that place, he also wrote a um, copy of the Bhagavad Gita in his own handwriting, of course. And that Bhagavad Gita is still there. And they will show you that also. They'll show you the Lord Chaitanya's handwriting. Um, Goridas displayed great power in his preaching. And um, uh, Goridas asked uh, uh, Lord Nityananda, Suri Dasarakela asked Lord Chaitanya Lord Nityananda to stay permanently in Ambika Kalna, Goridas. And um, Lord uh, Chaitanya said, well, actually... He said, uh, my form, my true form is hidden in that neem tree over there. And Goridas understood that, oh, he wants me to carve life-size deities from the neem tree. And uh, so they did that. And those deities were carved. And while they were being carved, Lord Nityananda was watching. He was there. So those are the only deities, only Gornitai deities we know where Lord Nityananda has told the carver, yeah, a little bit like this, a little bit like that. So those are still there today. But here's the difficulty. Here's the difficulty. Um, they said, well, um, it's, time for you to, uh, it's time for me to leave, said Lord Chaitanya. He said, no, you can't go. You mustn't go. You can't go. You have to stay. You know, we love you. What is the need for going anywhere else? My family is being blessed by your presence, etc., like that. Just stay another day, another day, just another day, just another week, just one more week. It's Diwali. How can you go now? And so then he said, um, all right, he said, well, look, I'll give you a choice. Either you tell the deities to go, which are exactly the same as us, or we can go. He said, no, 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 no. You stay and the deities can go. So the deities got off the altar and walked off. And he said, well, stop, stop, stop. You must be the real Chaitanya Nityananda. So you stop, you go back there and you can... <laughs> so he got very confused as to who was... And it is said that still today, if a very powerful devotee 
walks into the Ambika Kalna temple, that the deities will walk off the altar and follow him. And so they only let you have darshan for a few seconds. Then they close the curtains. Open. Jai. Closed. <laughs> Open. Jai. Closed. <laughs> so, um, Lord Chaitanya once said, Okay. All right. Lovely. Thank you. Um, Lord Chaitanya once said, Nama. We can say this very loudly. Nama. Nama. Vigraha. Vigraha. Swarupa. Etina, Ekarupa, Tine, Beda, Nahi, Tina, Chidananda, Rupa. Lord Chaitanya said in Chaitanya Charitamrita 217.131, he says, These three, the name, the deity, and the original form of the Lord are all one. No distinction should be made between them, for all three are of transcendental spiritual substance. How about that? It's only your senses that create the difference between the deity, the original form of the Lord, and the name of the Lord. But actually there's no difference. So, um, Vasuda and Janava. Janava had no children. Vasuda had one child. He also grew up to be, it is said, the greatest preacher of the message of Nityananda. Nityananda had 64 Gopalas. So, um, Goridas Pandit in Vrajlila was Subala, Subal. And uh, this uh, uh, son of Vasuda was Virabhadra or Virachandra. Virabhadra or Virachandra Gosai. And um, we celebrate his name also because many, many dynasties, spiritual dynasties, can trace their origins back to Virabhadra. I told someone something the other day because people were saying, well, how big is this movement? And they were talking about ISKCON. I said, well, ISKCON is only one branch because we were talking about Parampara. It was on the Guru and Disciple course. And they said, well, how many people, how many initiated devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are there in the world? And I said, well, very conservative estimate is 30 million. They said, 30 million? 30 million? I said, yes. He said, but I thought ISKCON was the biggest, you know, movement in the world. I said, no. I said, the biggest Hare Krishna movement is the Advaita Parivar. The Advaita Parivar. The family of Advaita. So this is huge. And then we're talking about 85% of the population of Manipur are initiated followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And we're running into millions there. Then don't forget Assam, where Shankaradev and Radha Govinda uh, did their preaching in the 1600s. There's millions of people there. And then don't forget Bangladesh. And don't forget West Bengal, of course. And then we have to talk about Madhya Pradesh. Then we have to talk about Odisha. Orisha. We have to talk about all over the place. Okay? And then we have to take the branches of the branches of the branches of the branches. And it will go on. As long as the message is Enechi Oshodi Maya Nashi Barulagi. Ye Harinama Mantra Lautumi Magi. If what you are giving to a person is the real medicine and it does what it says on the tin and the person feels relief from material anxiety because they've got the right instructions, take three times a day after meals as well as the medicine. 
Medicines are no good without the instructions. So without the disciplines to go with the medicines, <laughs> you don't get the effect. Where you don't have the disciplines is where someone's saying, take the holy name, there's no rules. This is called sahaja. No rules means you don't get the benefit of the medicine. Okay? And so you don't get cured. So you don't feel the relief of material suffering. So therefore, we have a problem. We have to give the two things at the same time. So where that is being done, people will, will feel the relief of material pain and anxiety, existential disease, and they'll become happy. So if our movement continues to give the medicine with the discipline, then those two things together will make people happy. Without it, it won't be ha people won't be happy. You see? So where that's being given, people will get. Where it's not being given, people will say, yeah, Hare Krishna Mantra, it's okay, but it doesn't seem to work. When I was 14 years old, some girls in my school, they slammed the door in my face. I said, why won't you let me come into the room? It was a mixed school. Thereafter, I went to boys-only schools. But uh, I said, I was banging on the door. I said, why won't you let me in? She said, we're chanting. Because the Hare Krishna mantra had just been, he said, let me in. I want to chant too. I was only 14. You know, go away. It's just for girls. <laughs> so then afterwards I said, did it work? Because the chanting was supposed to get you in, intoxicated. Because they put a little sticker in with the, the 45 record. It said, uh, this will get you intoxicated in spiritual ecstasy. You know, so all the kids were, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. I said, did it work? They said, no, it didn't work. I said, how long did you chant for? I said, oh, we chanted for three minutes. <laughs> you know, try three hours. So if we give the right number of rounds, okay, if you give the right number of rounds with the right disciplines, meaning chanted at the right time in the morning, then you get everything. Uh, otherwise, yes, it won't work. All right. So let us remember these lords. Let us remember this Goshala family. Let us remember everybody who came from that family. And of course, Janava, the wife of Nityananda, she went to um, see the tomb of her uncle in uh, Vrindavan. And when she was in Vrindavan, she was just crying, 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 torrents of tears, unstoppable tears at the feet of her uncle. So, um, and then she later on went to become the, uh, the, uh, the head of the Sampradaya, Janava. And she was directly responsible for sorting the men out this is the interesting thing, that there was three Hare Krishna movements. There was a Jagannath Puri movement. There was a Nityananda Prabhu and the 64 Mahants movement in the villages of Bengal, all married, no sannyasis. Jagannath Puri, brahmacharis and sannyasis. Vrindavan, neither brahmachari nor sannyasi nor married, just eremitic hermits wearing, you know, cut off white clothing. So three different Hare Krishna movements had already arisen with thousands of miles in between them. So they all came together at Keturi, and Janavamata had to sort them out because the theology in those three different places was developing separately. So that's why it's important to have one movement where the theology is the same, where we all agree on what we're preaching. <laughs> so therefore she did that. 
and she she uh, she managed to you know sort out the discussions and said, well, you know, I'm the wife of Lord Nityananda, so you know that's nice. You're enthusiastic, but I don't appreciate this philosophy. So you tone it down a bit. Yes, you you're worshippers of Lord Chaitanya, but you know, don't forget Lord Nityananda. Okay. And it was all it was all sorted. All right. So now we're going to hear some glorification of Srila Prabhupada, whose disappearance day is tomorrow. And uh, can we please ask um, for the volunteers from the car parking, Nitesh Saki, and then Garlands as Radha Saki, and then from Srila Prabhupada's rooms, Aranga Devi and Ushari Chitra. So first of all, please, can we have the car parking team, some uh, volunteers in the car parking team? You know who you are. And I shall depart. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, if they're not stepping forward, what shall I do? Sutapa, would you like to come in? Oh, I'm sorry. You're here. So, yes, um, I'm going to... Sutapa, could you look after the microphone, please? These devotees, um, they are the first faces that visitors to our temple um, get to see. And uh, the only benefit they get from working in the car park is that they get to wear a very nice high-vis jacket. But they, they often, uh, it's often a very difficult um, situation to be in uh, because uh, sometimes they have to tell people to do things and people just want to run to the temple, but they have to park their car nicely. So uh, we're very grateful to them because they're out in the rain during Diwali and they're out in the uh, sunshine during Janmashtami. So give them a round of applause. They're going to... Hare Krishna, everyone. Um, I was only really told about this about 10 o'clock yesterday evening, so, so there isn't a much of a preparation. And uh, initially I was told about car parking speaking, so I, I was preparing a speech, and then when I spoke to someone, they said, no, 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 it's, uh, it's about how Prabhupada has inspired you. Um, so me personally, I've been coming to the manor for about 35 years now. Uh, I started uh, with the Mahabharata Club, which uh, Akhandidi Prabhu used to run with uh, Shruti Dharma before he was a devotee. And um, then we sort of did the, the Mani Youth Forum, and uh, Kripa Moyadas was uh, one of our sort of inspirational speakers, like he is now, um, with his family and everyone. So... Uh, for me, the inspiration from Prabhupada is from the people that he's inspired. Um, I was probably seven, eight years old when he passed, unfortunately. So I, I think my father met him and uh, people from my family met him, but uh, I never had the, the pleasure or the honor. Um, but, you know, through the, through the various uh, classes and... and uh, we went to India, we went to Mayapur for a, a trip for about five, six weeks um, with uh, some of the devotees of uh, Prabhupada, direct devotees. Um, and 
is just getting the, the uh, you know, the stories that, um, it wasn't really stories, but the ch- life-changing stories that people gave us um, of how Prabhupada had um, inspired them to change their lives and very much how uh, Kripa Moyadas was talking about today in terms of families. So Jay Krishnadas is, is someone that we, we spend a lot of time with. Um, when we did a Mani Youth Forum, uh, we, had, uh, we had a camp that we used to do here for a week, a summer camp, and the challenge was uh, to come to Mangalarti. And the, 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 the sort of uh, inspiration behind it was that, you know, Prabhupada would wake up very early in the morning and, and he would do his uh, translations, he would do his, do his chanting, and he would, uh, he would uh, attend Mangalharti as well. So the challenge was, you know, let's see how many, and we were all sort of 15, 16 year old guys. So I think I did six out of the seven. Um, I think we used to have uh, Dwarkapuri, is it Dwarkapuri? Yeah. He used to sleep with us and, and in, in the tent as a sort of guardian. And then he'd get up at 3 o'clock and wake everyone up. And I was the only one who managed to get up apart from one day. So, uh, um, uh, and then we used to have cold showers as well. So you know, these, are all, these are all things to sort of show us, the, the, to give us an idea of the penances that, and, and, the, and the hardship that um, Prabhupada went through, um, especially in his journey from, from India to his initial journey at the age of 65 or around that sort of age. Just to say how... Um, uh, you know how tough that trip was nothing like how we sort of go on a cruise these days um, recently somebody even told me that he had two heart attacks or something on the way which I, I wasn't aware of and it sort of gives you an inspiration that if somebody can, can wait or plan uh, for 40 years as to how he can fulfill his guru's direction um, to do his, you know, his family life, renounce that, um, start do the translations, and then take this journey and realize that, well, this is how I was explained, that uh, the reason he wanted to go to the Westerners was because the locals couldn't see, as, as uh, Kribamoyadar said, that you know, no one wants that book that's on the shelf because they don't feel they need the love of God until they've got a problem. You know, until they've got an issue in their lives, um, they don't need these things. And, and uh, you know, there was a, it, it's all about doing something properly. So there's one, one little story that I've always taken inspiration from, where a devotee went to pick up Srila uh, Prabhupada from a train station or, or somewhere that he'd arrived. And, you know, Prabhupada sat in the back, this devotee was in, in the front driving away, so he was driving, and in one hand he had his japa bag, and he was, you know, chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And Prabhupada said to him, "What are you doing?" And he said, "I'm driving." And, and he goes, "Yes, and?" And I'm, he goes, "I'm chanting." He goes, "No, in life, you can't concentrate on both. If you're driving, then drive me. If you're going to chant, chant, but don't do both because you can't you can't be concentrating on both. You know. So it's a case of if you're going to do something, do it do it properly." And uh, thank you for the kind words we got at the car park. It is, it is, a, it is a very tough, tough task. There's Mitesh. Uh, he's sort of, I don't know where he is, but he was there. Um, I think he was scared about being called up, so he's disappeared. But um, there's Mitesh there as well. And uh, yes, it can get 20 hours. We can get uh, uh, abused by a few people. Um, and yes, the devotees always want to, want to park near the front. Yes, they've got to get into so-and-so. They're always running late. 
and we've got to give them special priority because they're special people and you know they'll give names of of individuals that are high ranking and say oh he's told me I've got to park here you know and uh, so we get all of that sort of stuff and and it is tough but you know we always try and come back to the the mode of service you know which is what we take and uh that's the sort of inspiration i've had from from uh, propa that he, uh, when i come here it's it's just just seeing him sitting there um you get you get the uh, you know and the videos and the and the and the and the short sort of plays and things i've seen um you get a you get a someone who was very humble who was very uh tolerant but i believe he was very particular about what he wanted how he wanted to do things however um he was able to inspire people to go into very um sort of unhabitable and unauspicious places and really spread the word and that sort of gives me a lot of inspiration there's a uh, Barry's father there i believe who's uh who used who used to come with us on on the trips to belgium and ireland and all these sort of places so it's all a lot of people have have made a lot of change kripa moya definitely has uh, inspired us over the years um in my early years i don't come as much as i i should do and maybe today was a, a absolutely 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 so <laughs> but uh, yeah so i think um you know uh, uh, that's really what i wanted to share with you guys um so thank you for your time and uh, for listening and uh, thank you for the opportunity hari krishna I'm not really sure I'm too qualified, but um, Srila Prabhupada has uh, saved my life, so <laughs> um, I can talk about that for a second. Um, so, uh, thank you everybody, first. And um, so, <laughs> uh, I can talk about um, how recently we've been making garlands, but um, garlands is, a, is a, uh, quite a fiddly job, uh, quite a fiddly service. and a lot of time it takes a lot of planning um so we're sitting around the table and we have to work out which flowers go where and if we have enough of different things and go out to the garden and pick them and to the polytunnels and pick the flowers and match them up and um so it takes time and patience and it's not something you can do in a hurry or if you're impatient or wanting to do something else so the same theme um as before whereby you can only focus on one thing or <laughs> we are often listening to kirtan and singing at the same time so um it's obviously a really nice meditative process um which fits in nicely with how i feel um prabhupada is so inspiring because um he teaches us to focus our mind and in focusing the mind obviously um we become calm and in becoming calm we avoid all sorts of problems in the material world and so we're able to um focus on krishna so i find that flower garlands is um is a is a beautiful thing to do it's it's a, a wonderful pastime and um uh it saves us from going out there and doing all sorts of different things that we may not want to do so yeah i think this week we've been on that theme really a lot quite a lot about how 
being engaged in devotional service is so wonderful because um, otherwise we'd be doing all sorts of other things that are much less auspicious. So um, uh, thank you to uh, the flowers for letting us fiddle with them into garlands. And thank you to Krishna for wearing them so well. Um, And thank you to Srila Prabhupada for engaging us all so nicely in such wonderful service. We're so grateful. And although I'm not really saying anything different too much to the other devotees, I think that's the main theme of this movement. So, Hare Krishna. Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pujarine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashtatya Deshatarine Srila Prabhupada Ki So I wasn't prepared either. <laughs> but the opportunity to glorify Srila Prabhupada is a, a very wonderful opportunity. And today I was thinking while Krip Moyapur was speaking about uh, the movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and how it was formed and different areas, Jagannath Puri, Vrindavan. And we know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he wanted to structure the Krishna consciousness movement, then he did that task through the Goswamis. And when we read in the pages of Chaitanya Charitamrit, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave very specific instructions to the Goswamis in order to begin this uh, worldwide revolution of the Hare Krishna movement. He told them different things. He said, you should uh, build temples and establish deity worship. Uh, Mahaprabhu told them you should write books. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told them you should... um, excavate the holy places and uh, introduce people to Krishna's uh, own pastime places. Uh, You should live as ideal renunciates um, and, uh, and like this, through these instructions, the Krishna consciousness movement will be established. So I was thinking about this recently, how Srila Prabhupada was such a perfect follower of the Goswamis. In the sense that if we look at each one of these instructions that Mahaprabhu gave to his followers, Srila Prabhupada used the exact same formula in order to uh, create this uh, um, amazing spiritual revolution in the world. Uh, The first thing is he established temples, so many... Uh, wonderful places where we can draw inspiration. Um, actually, Bhakti Charamaj once told a story of how Srila Prabhupada was opening a new temple, and, uh, and then one Indian reporter said to him, Swamiji, there's so many temples. Everywhere we go in India, there's so many temples. Uh, why another temple? So Srila Prabhupada looked straight back at him, and he said, Do you have children? He said, yes, I have children. So then Prabhupada just pointed out, and there were so many street children running around. He said, there are so many children here. 
<laughs> so he said, there are so many children here, why have your own children? You can take one of these children. He said, no, no, I want to have my, you know, own. It's special when it's my own child. Should was the same. We are creating these temples, and these temples, people come to Srila Prabhupada's temples, to our ISKCON temples, and they say, these places are special. There's so much devotion, so much uh, sincere uh, service going on to Krishna. And like that, Srila Prabhupada really established these uh, spiritual embassies, embassies of the spiritual world. We see how Srila Prabhupada showed the ideal example of how to be a renunciate, another instruction that Mahaprabhu had given. Srila Prabhupada was so detached, he had so much, so much facility, but he was just traveling place to place. We know that one time, the devotees would always be trying to allure Srila Prabhupada to their place. So one time, uh, one devotee was trying to allure Srila Prabhupada to come to Hawaii. He said, Prabhupada, Please come to Hawaii. Uh, we have so many mangoes there. And mangoes, yes, they are the king of fruits. So Srila Prabhupada was uh, considering. I mean, it's a serious consideration. And, uh, and then one devotee came to Srila Prabhupada and said, Prabhupada, we have some amazing openings to do some preaching in Russia. Cold, dark, and uh, definitely not any mangoes in Russia. So after considering, considering for some time, Prabhupada said, I will go to Russia. Because preaching Krishna consciousness is sweeter than the sweetest mango. So Srila Prabhupada was completely detached. He uh, had so much facility, he had so much uh, opulence around him, but he just, uh, he just kept moving. Yes, when one devotee said to Prabhupada, I just want to stay at your lotus feet, Prabhupada said, it would be very difficult because I'm always moving. I'm always moving. So Prabhupada was the ideal renuncier. He opened these wonderful temples. Um, and of course, the books, how can we forget the books? Because Prabhupada said, the books are the basis. And um, we know that maybe it was even here that Prabhupada was uh, translating and uh, on his dictaphone. And every morning the devotees would eagerly come <clears throat> to find out how many numbers had gone on the machine because that's how much translation and that was all the more nectar for the world. And one time the devotees came uh, and they checked the dictaphone in the morning and only one or two counters had passed. Yet they had seen that Srila Prabhupada's light was on all night. So one devotee came to Prabhupada and said, Prabhupada, you are awake all night translating, uh, but only a few counters have moved. Prabhupada said, I was up and I was trying to translate, but this is not a mechanical process of just translating words. Prabhupada said, every single word I am uh, considering so carefully how to present to you. So Srila Prabhupada really presented Krishna consciousness in such an accessible way through his books. And of course, distributed the books as well. And Prabhupada was personally doing that. 
When Prabhupada came, I remember when one story where he met a very rich, rich industrialist, and uh, you know, as is the culture, the rich industrialist wrote out a huge check, ten thousand dollars or whatever it is, and gave it to Srila Prabhupada, and Srila Prabhupada graciously accepted it. And then Srila Prabhupada handed him uh, three volumes of the Srimad Bhagavatam, yeah, the first canto in three volumes. And he graciously accepted that. And then Prabhupada looked at him, he looked at Prabhupada, and there was an awkward silence. So then Prabhupada looked at him and he said, that will be $15. He said, hang on, I just gave you a check for 10,000 pounds. Prabhupada said, that was donation, this is book distribution. <laughs> so Prabhupada was such, he was... Uh, he was writing the books, distributing the books, and like this, so much uh, following in the mood of the Goswamis. And of course, another instruction that was given to the Goswamis is that you should teach, uh, teach Vaishnava culture through your example. And we know that beautiful answer when one devotee asks Srila Prabhupada, who is a Vaishnava? How can you tell who is a Vaishnava? Prabhupada said, a Vaishnava is a Perfect gentleman. Such an amazing answer. And through his life, Prabhupada was personally training each one of his disciples um, to really imbibe uh, very uh, divine qualities within their character. Sometime, of course, we know the first temple was in uh, 26th Second Avenue in New York. And after some time, the devotees had lost that property. So then Srila Prabhupada said, you should reacquire that property. Because that's a tirtha, that's such a holy place, that's where the movement began. So the devotees went back to the place to try to reacquire the property. And of course the landowner knew, the property holder knew that it was you know, uh, very much desired by the devotees. So he began to hike up the price. So then, as they were, he was just extortionate, so then the devotees went back to Srila Prabhupada and said, Prabhupada, the price is too high. You know, he's just asking extortionate amount. It's not worth it. And then the devotees said, and anyway, that whole area, that whole area surrounding the temple is a useless area. It's full of alcoholics. It's full of, you know, prostitutes. It's full of criminals. Uh, you know, what's the point in having a temple there? And then Prabhupada looked around at all the devotees and said, but all of you came, didn't you? <laughs> in other words, you are those same people, you are those same people that you're describing now, but you changed. And why did you change? Because you had the association of um, a sincere Vaishnava, very elevated Vaishnava. So like this, Prabhupada was so much uh, chased to the Goswamis. Prabhupada said, that's my qualification, that I never changed anything. But I simply tried to follow the orders um, as given by our predecessors. So, Srila Prabhupada is still living with us today. We always remember the famous statement that the spiritual master lives forever in his instructions and the follower lives with him. 
So as we imbibe uh, Srila Prabhupada's instructions and try to live them in our life, then Srila Prabhupada becomes uh, a living companion to us at every moment. So it's a very exciting time. Um, I think someone said to Prabhupada, it's, it's not like the good old days. <clears throat> the movement ex- has expanded and it's not like the good old days. Prabhupada said, there are no good old days in Krishna consciousness. There are only good days. Right? Just uh, as we follow Prabhupada and live with Srila Prabhupada. So, it's a very exciting time. Um, we're reading Chaitanya Charitamrit. And Prabhupada said, Iskhan is the latest chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrit. So, Mahaprabhu's pastimes are going on in Srila Prabhupada's movement right here, right now. Um, so sometimes we say to people, how many years ago did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu perform his pastimes? And then people say, 500, 520. No, no. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes are going on now. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Adhyapiha sheli lakaha gaura roi kona kona bhagyavan deki bharapoi that Adhyapiha sheli lakaha gaura roi gaura roi Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes are taking place here and now kona kona bhagyavan but if one is uh, fortunate if one has developed some fortune in their life deki bharapoi then they can see uh, those miracles happening. So, um, while I'm here, I may as well uh, use the opportunity to encourage and uh, request and beg everyone to please, in some way, if you can, everyone's very busy, but if you can, uh, take part in this year's uh, December Prabhupada Marathon. We have entitled it the 100K Effort. Uh, we are trying to distribute 100,000 books um, in 30 days, which is really a marathon. Uh, last year we distributed 51,000, and that was like a record for 18 years. So Prabhupada said, my formula is double it. So we're trying to double it. And uh, if the devotees can get involved um, and see how you can really contribute to this wonderful effort, then I'm sure we'll get Srila Prabhupada's blessings. And I'm sure, as Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, we will see uh, the pastimes of Mahaprabhu uh, going on all around us because Mahaprabhu is performing his pastimes uh, through the wonderful movement that Srila Prabhupada created. Srila Prabhupada ki So, oh yes, and just to launch the marathon and just to have some real inspiration and encouragement amongst ourselves, we are having a pre-marathon Sankirtan festival uh, next Saturday evening. Um, so please, please come, uh, spread the word. Um, we'll have talks, dramas, presentations, and uh, stories, and... Uh, an evening of uh, inspiration to um, get us ready for this uh, momentous effort. Hare Krishna. So I don't know if that's... Uh, is there any more speakers? Or? Yes, please. Oh, you have to. Okay.
Sorry, I was just filling the gap. Sorry, I'm 